going to try to figure out how to get all this in Isaiah 55, 6. Uh, let's call it somewhere between 750, 800 years ago. Um, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. That means um, the, the wicked of the world are going to have an opportunity to stop doing wicked things. Amen. How many times are you going to get? I have no idea. But I know today, if you know somebody that needs a word, tell them to click on live stream. I want to talk to them, all right? Amen. Um, wicked just means twisted. And what twisted is, is they're twisting the truth. And you, you and I both know that. They're twisting the truth out there. Uh, you can participate if you want to, back and forth. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. So no matter how long you've been gone, no matter where you've been, God will bestow his compassion upon you if you will allow it to happen. And I think we all could uh, let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Say the word pardoned with me. Pardon means to be excused. Um, pardon, it's a, it's, a, it's a fancy word for uh, excuse. I remember the first time I was in court. Ask me and I'll tell you. Uh, you know how it is when you know everything. I just went right into court like I own the place. I just went right up in there before the judge, and this lady looks at me, and she goes, who the heck are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm Pat Rankin. She says, well, where's your lawyer? I said, I don't have one. She said, get out of my courtroom. She knew that there's no way I could represent. She knew I couldn't represent myself. She could just look at the condition that I was in, and she said, there's no way that that young man can represent himself. And that's what God's saying here today in his church. He said, there's no way y'all could represent yourself. It's time to lawyer up. And the advocate for you and I is Jesus Christ. And he wants to give you a pardon for the sin that's counted against you. That'll preach right there. We need to be pardoned from this iniquity, transgression, whatever you want to call it. And the only one that can pardon you, the only way you can lawyer up is through the blood of Jesus. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways. Your ways declares the Lord, and I am so glad that I'm not in charge of eternity. And you ought to be glad too, so I'll tell you a story if you ask me to. Well, you're going to drag it out of me, so here it goes, Mrs. Chittenden. I can't even keep coffee upright. It's a true story. Lamonis, I'm driving to... Winfield, don't you like to get your things? Does is, is anybody like getting their things together so they can get to church? You got to have your Bible and you got to have your coffee and all that. And if you're a mom, everybody's got to be strapped in. A, I'm just going to church in my pickup truck. I got my coffee, uh, Sherry. It's poured all the way to the top. I got a little honey in the top. And I sit down on my bench seat in my pickup truck. What happens to the coffee? Bloop. And guess who was sitting in the whole mess? Yours truly with britches wet all night long because of coffee. Look at your neighbor and say, we don't want him in charge of eternity. <laughs> Amen. 
when you can't keep coffee upright, you don't need to be in charge of eternity. And if you need to set an alarm clock to be here on time, you can't be either. Amen? So don't think like you're ever going to think like God because his ways are way higher than yours. So as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth a sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish for what I purpose it and shall succeed in the one thing which I sent it. So what does that mean? That means when God's word is projected out, it's told under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's, it's in Bible study, where whenever it goes out, it'll do what it's supposed to do. It'll get on you like bad breath. It'll stick on you like a sticky trap. I told the church last night, the sticky trap, they're, they're trying to, uh, you catch mice with sticky trap. Does anybody know what a sticky trap is? Let me tell you something. It'll catch your cat every time. It'll catch your cat every time, and it's on, stuck on the side. Get the scissors out because you ain't never getting it off there. That's the way God's word. When it goes out, it's gonna get. You might get some in your pocket. That's how powerful the word of God is. When I preach it under the anointing and it's received under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it's going to stick on you like that. Amen. And God's people said amen. amen. Let's pray. Lord, you've given us the seed. You've given us your word. That's a seed. You've given us kindness. That's a seed. You've given us finances. That's a seed. You've given us... Uh, the Holy Spirit, and we're a so that that's a seed, and we pray that those are are blessed who hear the word, that who who uh, who participate in the offering today to help fund your uh, your your ministry here, and uh, we just ask that the families be blessed uh, today in Jesus' name, Amen. amen. So uh, applaud the Lord and let the offering basket come on by. All right, so uh, we've been talking about why people should come back to church and how I have Bible will travels change your life. I sent that out to my staff. I said, send this out to some of your people you're working with and let them get a response. So we're going to do this real quick just on the responses of some of these people uh, my wife was working with. And the first person answered, it says, uh, being connected to a Holy Spirit-filled church that preaches the truth is important in a world failing, uh, falling apart. It's a chance to come together. It's a time to uplift, encourage, pray for one another. It's the perfect reset for the week ahead. It's a great reminder that God, uh, God's got this. Even when we don't, worshiping is testifying. Worshiping together is powerful stuff. HBWT has changed my life so dramatically. I no longer live uh, a life full of anxiety and despair. Instead, I am calm, hopeful, and thankful for every day. HBWT is where I learned how to have a true relationship with God, how to pray from the heart, how to trust him in every area of my life, true grace and gratitude, forgiveness. Have Bible has taught me to pick up the Bible in times of trouble instead of running to things that used to wreak havoc in my life, church. You don't need that anymore. Tell, tell the devil I got to move on from you, son. 
the community matters a lot. Have Bible will travels changed my life. Just being there, steady Eddie, always no matter what. I am forever grateful for HBWT pulling me out of the pit and leading me to Jesus. The next person says to hear the word of God so that you grow. Friendships with other like-minded believers to get involved in Bible study groups. And if you don't know that, we're starting one up today. Men's and women's is a great place to hear the word of God and be accountable and grow in Christ. My husband, this, uh, this person says, my husband was saved after hearing one of Pastor Pat's sermons uh, where he preached on God's grace and salvation after attending church for 25 years with my daughters. Having my husband by my side was an answer to prayer. Last one, God's word calls us to come together to worship in a community with other believers attending church as being confident to grow, uh, uh, to God to grow the bride which is the church for Jesus and the benefit is to experience and be blessed by the presence of the Holy, Holy Ghost in God's house and to grow together as disciples of Jesus Christ in spirit and in works. Uh, and says, I have become more obedient daughter of Christ, reading and listening to his word and more visible Christian sharing the faith with the family. Uh, so these are words of God's people in the church said amen. Would you rise with me? so we can get into some prayer. Father God, we pray that you bless the message from the Apostle Paul as he's given it to the church in Philippi. Uh, our prayer today is that we take uh, this insight and this wisdom and apply it to our lives uh, in a special and intimate way, Lord God, where we know that we need you and we need your church and we're glad for all the above. So we pray for a movement of the Holy Spirit through your word in thy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. One more time to the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Wave to your neighbor that we're glad they came too. Hallelujah. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same thing to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. So these are the Judaizers. These are people who say they love Jesus, but they're still trying to keep the law. That's a little confusing, trying to love and grow in Jesus and trying to keep a religious attitude. It's not religion that saves you. It's the spirit of the living God. Um, and we can move on from this because he explains who it is that truly loves the Lord. He says, for we are the circumcision who worship by the spirit of God. Say spirit. spirit. It's the spirit that reveals God's truth to you. Watch this, uh, Cherry. He cuts back the flesh so he can speak to the spirit man there. That's what circumcision is. Uh, the Old Testament circumcision is when they circumcise young men. And now we do it through uh, water baptism, the old self dying off and the new coming. Amen. We baptized a, a young man last night at the Winfield location. His name was Jeremiah. He gave his life to the Lord Hallelujah. at the North Campus. And just, I, I'm going to tell you something, came running forward uh, and then got baptized uh, at the Winfield location. And what a great kid he is. What a, and just up front and present and and God, uh, a new job and all kinds of things going on in his life. And 
everybody at the church was celebrating, and I'm getting ready to baptize another person up at North today. So there's something going on right now uh, in this church that the Spirit of God is touching lives. And it's just, it's a... And, and I, I'm not quite sure if I got my, uh, my hand or uh, a handle on it, but I can feel the Spirit of God uh, speaking to his church. So if you're that person, let me say this today since the Lord's table is set. If you're that person that there's something going on, uh, Miss Chittenden, like in, in your spirit, be listening to this message and I think you'll know how to respond. It says, glory in Christ Jesus, put no confidence in the flesh. Say that with me. Put no, no confidence in the One more time like you mean it. More. No confidence in the flesh. Ah, thank you, all you selfie takers. Did I catch you off guard? Back before selfies were available, it was kind of like being at the gym. You know, I, I was never a bodybuilder. I was a power lifter, but I know that bodybuilders never met a mirror they didn't like. Just, I mean, just enamored with themselves. They're, they're, they're say it with me, class, they're full of self. And now we're full of selfies. I mean... So I got, I got help. So, in some of you guys are acting like, well, you know what, well, we're not really that much into flesh. But now, if you don't like the picture, burger, they can put a filter on it to filter how me and you look. And it's, Terry, it's not really us, but it's the new and improved us. Through the filter. So we have got to the level where if you don't like what you look like, you can change yourself, Mrs. Cope, just by putting a filter on it. And it'll, and it, any, whatever kind of mood you're in, it's a golden or it's natural or it's this or that, and, and takes, and gets rid of all the imperfections. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but the worst thing in the world for somebody that's a teenager and in high school is to have a zit. It's, Terry, it's it. It's over. Oh, I, look at me, class. I can't go with this on my forehead. Say it, say it's the worst thing in the world. And some of you older ladies in the church would go to some of these young teenage girls and you just need to go, oh, honey. That's the least thing you ever need to worry about. Can I get a witness from the people? Oh, you need to tell your, oh, honey, don't worry about that. That's the least of your concerns moving forward. Everybody has them, amen. We got, we have to, and I know we put a lot of stock in the flesh because you're so beautiful and so awesome and so good looking and all of that. But here's what the Apostle Paul says. Though I make my, myself have reason for confidence in the flesh, also if anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. That's a, I don't know, now they would call that conceited. Circumcised on the eighth day, now he's going to give you his resume. Circumcised on the eighth day, 
of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews as to the law, a Pharisee as to zeal, persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. But whatever I gain, I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as what? Rubbish. Oh, that's a strong word, rubbish. All the things that we've done, all the accolades that we have. Oh, Lisa, we have. We graduated from high school and I got degrees and you see how wonderful me and my kids are and we've done this and we've helped old people across the street and we raised a lot of money and all that stuff. God says, that's rubbish compared to knowing my son, Jesus Christ. He said, it's all trash compared to knowing my son. And, and, and I think sometimes, not you guys, but people like go to other churches, they think that God would love me more if I did a little more. That's a lie from the pit of hell. God can't love you any more than he loves you today. Look at your neighbor and say, you are loved, and applaud the Lord for that. Hallelujah. That, that I, when, I, when I look at that word as rubbish, I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, you know, we're, I think we're doing pretty good when we, you know, we can get here and quote scripture and all these, and we should do all these things. But he said, there's nothing more important than knowing my son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Savior. That's powerful. And maybe you know him today, maybe you don't know him today, or maybe you see the Lord's table set and you go, you know what, man, I need to do some inventory. Because let's be honest, we, we've all, if we were born again, we've allowed God to come into our house. But there's some places we have that are closets, and you know what they look like. They're packed full of stuff you don't want anybody to see. Raise your hand if you got one, because I got one for sure. And, you know, like at the bunkhouse, I got, it's called the furnace room. You know what the furnace room doubles as? It's just a pile of junk. There ain't nothing hung up in there. There's buckets in there. There's a cooler in there. There's, you know, I don't know what all's in there, to be real honest with you. I shut the door so quick because I'm afraid something's going to leap out. Spiritually speaking, that's the way some of your guys' rooms are. You've allowed them to come into your house, but you got the closet downstairs or the broom closet or maybe even the shed that you keep a lock on. God wants to get in and clean that room out. Verse 9, it says, And be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but, the, but which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his suffering, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I might attain the resurrection of the dead. So he's setting you up for this. Sometimes the devil continually brings up your past over and over again so you can't make any forward progress. Let's be honest, we all go through that. You're like, well, what about this? You know, and somebody reminds, what about this? Or what, do you remember that? 
And sometimes that comes up. So here's what he says. He's got an antidote for that in, in verse 12. He says, not that I've already obtained this or I am already perfect. And you might need to remember sanctification is a process, your work in progress. But I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Two verses left. So I, 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 am, I, I am his and he is mine. We share this kinship. The spirit man lives inside of me and I can relate when God's talking to me. It's not foreign to me. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straying forward to what lies ahead. You know, sometimes you need to remind, I've told you this, the enemy, as he reminds you of your past, you need to remind him of his future. It's 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 uh, it's kind of it's kind of like a battle, you know. And you go through this, and I remember this, and I remember that, and and sometimes it can be a little daunting and haunting at the same time. He says, "I press on toward the goal, the prize of the upward call of God in who Christ Jesus." It's the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God is calling each one of us up today. So this is a special service today, and I want to ask all you guys to rise at the same time. I want you to all come up at the same time. God is calling each one of us up, and I'm going to ask, uh, I don't know if Carol's playing today. Are you playing, Miss Carol? I want to, we're, we're, going to, we're going to do a few things. There's, it's a, a special service. We're going, to, we're going to do an altar call now before we get into the Lord's Supper, and uh, I want you to just be thinking about uh, what God is saying to you today. It's, it's back to church. It's changed lives. It's the spirit of the living God speaking to us today. And you know something? While I was in church last night, this young man that was getting ready to be baptized, his name is Jeremiah. And he's 23 years old, and he just got saved. He's just got a new job. And it's not irony that all these things are happening to, to Jeremiah. And I don't know his past, and I don't need to know it. But I know he's got a loving uh, aunt and uncle that love him. Jimmy and Kelly Stanford. And they, they went and got him and, he's, and he moved in with them and they're teaching him about the things of God. So anyways, I see him there, Lisa. He's sitting in the front row just like you are. And he had his Bible open. And he's so into the Word of God. But that, that's not the way it was months ago. And, and you might ask yourself this question. How does one's life change that dramatically just over the course of a, a couple of months or, or a decision? I was somewhere witnessing the other night and a lady said that to me. She said, I was witnessing to him. She says, how did you get here? Burgers, a whole family of people. I said, how did, how did you get here? She said, I knew you from... Are you hearing me, church? She said, I knew you. How did you get here? You're in my house witnessing to my family. Senior, then I went to my bag. And I pulled out the sword. 
and I was witnessing to her. Oh, oh, watch, class, listen to this. Only God Almighty can change a heart like that. I mean, each one, I look out there at each and every one of you guys, and all of them that are live streaming, and you heard Lamones' testimony, and there's, they're going on, they're, they're going on like crazy. They they're just keep coming in. People are going, I want to be part of that. I want everyone to see, Scott, that my life has been changed not only by Christ, but I've, I've, I've become more like his people by being around him. Man, I, I don't know how anybody could stay away from something like that. I think the Apostle Paul lays it out here. He, he's speaking to you today. He said, I press on toward the goal. What is the goal? More money? More houses? More degrees? He said it's Christ Jesus is the goal. All the, all the things, and, and, and keep doing what you're doing. It's good, it's good to be healthier and all that stuff. Hear me, don't, I'm not downplaying that. You, you and your family should be healthy and outgoing and take care of yourself. Do that. It's the best thing in the world. Jerry, but it's not going to get you saved. It's not going to get you healed. Guy, the only thing that can help you and heal you is the hand of God. Let, let's quit acting like we don't have the answer. The answer lies right here in our heart. And it's Jesus. And the goal is Christ Jesus. So I'm going to do something a little bit early right now. And I just, I want to ask you this, if you would just listen to me because I, I have no idea who this person is. But whether you're on live stream or where, I had somebody walk in my church last night that made my day. And I'm not even going to tell you who it is, but I haven't seen him in a long time. And the hand of God moved through his life. And he was at church last night. And I said, I said, that's the hand of God. And you all got him in your life. Oh, she'll never come. He'll never come. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Don't ever believe that that person won't come. They'll come. When God has had his way with them, they'll come. And I believe that today for this church congregation that they're going to come today before the Lord's Supper. Because there's people in this church that have been fighting God to be real honest with you. And it's time. So Heavenly Father, there's that person. Some of us might even have gave up on them. We might have forgot about them, Burger. We just finally just go, they ain't never going to come forget it. Quit praying for them. You can't quit praying for these people. They're your family. Amen. Your mama didn't quit praying for you. Your daddy. Your sister. Your brother. That preacher that comes to the jail. God caught you. He got you cornered. Now you're quiet. I want to know what's it going to be today.
Are you going to run again? You can't run from him. He's got you trapped today. And here's the question. Who am I to you? And if you answer any other way than Lord, you've answered wrong. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you want him to come into your heart today and be a changed man or woman, just simply raise your hand today. Just say, that's me. He's got me cornered. He's got me trapped. I want to give my life to Jesus, and I want to pray for you right where you're at. And maybe it's somebody on live stream. Maybe you've texted your family and said, get on live stream. Pastor Pat's fixing to give an altar call. I'm calling down the blood of Jesus Christ on this church. We're shaking the souls of the saints and rocking the unsaved. We're going to shake it up a little. Now I'm going to pray for you as your hand is raised. Keep it up there. I see you. Oh, he loves you today, sir. He loves you. Man, he loves you. Tell him, church, he loves you. Oh, he loves you. Father God, I want to pray for this young person who's ready to give their life to Jesus Christ right before we partake in the Lord's Supper. And I want to invite him into the kingdom of God where he has been snatched out of the grasp of the devil. They become born again under the blood of Jesus Christ. relentless pursuit of the Holy Ghost. And for all the saints who need to have God do an inventory check of the heart, just raise your heart and just raise your hand and say, God, I need you to clean it out. There's There's a room I've been, I got a padlock on. I don't want anybody to get in it. Oh, we didn't be embarrassed. So Father God, forgive us in this area that we've held away from you. Because we want to receive the, the Lord's table with clean hands and a pure heart. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As we get ready to partake in the Lord's Supper, we thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. And all God's people said amen. amen. For all those who would like to receive the Lord's Supper, please cut step forward at this time.
Amen. Rise with me, please. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you all for being here today. Let's sit down real quick. We got a quick two-minute testimony we want to share with you today. And we think that you'll be blessed by it. Hi, I'm Keelan Rankin, and for my two-minute testimony today, I will be talking a little bit about church. Um, so one of the biggest moments for me in church was actually when I was 18 and I went to college um, in Tennessee. So this is despite me being raised in the church my whole life and my dad being a pastor since I was about uh, four or so. Um, but I had this opportunity um, in another state, and I went and I was wondering what church am I going to find? Where am I going to go? So it's actually funny because the first church I went to is down the street. It's not a denomination I had been to before. Um, but I was like, you know what? I got to find a church. So I'm just going to go. So I went and um, the second I walked in that building, I felt so welcome. Um, everyone was so kind to me. And I sat a little bit closer to the back and right when the service started, the Holy Spirit just washed over my whole body. Um, I started crying and um, it's actually during one of the songs, one of the women who was singing on stage, she came down off the stage, came in between the pews and asked to pray over me. And I'll never forget that day, the way I felt um, when she prayed over me. And I knew it was it was 100% the Holy Spirit that she, he would guide that lady to come off the stage and pray for me. And it wasn't even... Um, that I was going through something necessary or, uh, necessarily or um, being, uh, it wasn't conviction necessarily either. It was just, I felt the Holy Spirit like moving. And when, when he's moving in you, you can't hold back the tears. Um, and I just want to point that out because, um, point out my experience because when God tells you to go somewhere, you go. It didn't matter that I didn't know anybody. It didn't matter that it was it was a different denomination than what I'm used to. You know, sometimes you have to let go of religion. You have to let go of, oh, this denomination, that denomination. You don't judge and you walk in a building and you just trust that God's going to work in your life. And I, and I knew he guided me to that place and it changed my life forever. And I'll never forget that church. I'll never forget that church family. And I'll never forget the way the Holy Spirit worked in my life when, when I let God do his thing. So thank you. And that's my two minute testimony.